absolute pleasure. And thanks for uh, coming in with your Webby. Wow, it looks so shiny. What, uh, how do those things feel in real life? Um, uh, about seven pounds. Seven pounds. Everyone, the Webby is before us in, in all its glory. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations again. Uh, oh, thank you so much. It's for uh, it's no, it's first place award for best Webby. <laughs> I was saying that uh, by the end of the stream, I'm hoping we can get you a we got. That's kind of my goal with this. That would be great. Yeah, I um, I actually boycotted the Tonys the other night on account of they haven't um, they haven't been very respectful. Can you hear me? By the way, sorry, I realized my mic was low. Is this a good? Oh, level? I I turned you up on my end, but I can turn it a little bit. Down. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, we're, right. we're fantastic now. Uh, sorry, you boycotted the Tonys. Yeah, I was boycotting the Tonys on account of they um, they have chosen to ignore me uh, uh, for about three years in a row now since I've started doing songs with the computer, which a lot of people are calling one of the best musicals on the web. I, and, I would uh, be hard to, to push back against that. And, uh, you know, it's I'm, I, I, I would love to get the we got, but in one sense, I've talked about this before, um, when you talk about um, the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, the Tonys, these are all small, there's a small window that you can fit, you know, you have movies, you have TV, you have music. It's, you know, it's very um, contained. And when you think of Webby, the whole internet, the internet has movies, TV, uh, sports, um, uh, pornography, um, uh, you know, it's so much bigger. All those other things fall under the umbrella of Web, and therefore... It's not really even necessary for me to win all these other awards because I've already won the Webby. Um, but, you know, I guess it looks good on our resume, the We Got. It, it has sports and it has porn and it has sports porn, too, that the, the categories also combine right. on the Internet, where you can't get that at the Tonys, as far as I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, who knows? I don't know. I Like I said, I didn't tune in. Uh, congratulations. I, I think that is uh, a very worthy. Would you undo your boycott if it resulted in you having to accept a Tony? Of course, that's oh. all. That's that's essentially what the boycott is is uh, working toward. That's kind of the big end goal with the boycott is for them to honor me. So, and um, I, we'll see if it if it's working or if it's worked. You know, they uh, I'm sure uh, they didn't learn about the boycott until they they realized I wasn't there. <laughs> and they're probably going to be um, you know uh, fervently working to get me back there next year is my hope. But we'll see. I think you've done a lot of campaigns like this, and a lot of them have actually kind of been oddly successful, where you point out how places like Saturday Night Live have ignored you, Dan Bongino's ignored you, uh, right. and uh, eventually it gets to a point where some people can ignore you, uh, like uh, Spirit of Halloween, for example, finally acknowledged that you made the theme to Halloween. So I think it's, yeah. it's, it's probably a matter of time, I would hope. It is, it is true, but then they went and betrayed me when they, they were making a... I don't know if you're aware of this, they're making a Spirit of Halloween movie. And, um, I was not. you know, many people thought, you know, I've, I've done three Spirit of Halloween songs. Of course, I'm the obvious choice. I'm, I have a career in film. I directed and starred Gremlins 3. And uh, so, you know, people hear there's a Spirit of Halloween movie, and they replaced me with Christopher Lloyd as the star of the film. Oh, so um, a lot of people are really upset about that. And um, uh, are, a lot of people are boycotting the Spirit of Halloween film on account of uh, they've they thought they could cast Christopher Lloyd instead of me, and they didn't think people would notice. But I'm I'm almost certain that people will notice because I think he he um it's a different age demographic. I don't think he has the same sort of sex appeal that I bring to Halloween. <laughs> I'll agree I with think, that. Uh, it's going to cost him at the box office ultimately. Is is he playing you? Is he going? Is it Christopher Lloyd as Nick Kletzko? My guess is yes, he is playing me. But I haven't seen the script, and I'm not. I don't have any official confirmation but yes i do believe he's playing me that's ridiculous wow okay yeah. I'll, I'll join your boycott then i'm not going to watch that movie i was going to before but not now yeah um appreciate it can can i start by asking uh how did you get into this wonderful world of online music and uh basically changing the world itself yeah well you know humble beginnings i uh i've been i've been doing music for a long time um, but you know, I, I went to school for commercial songwriting, which was a useless degree. Um, 
just because no one's no one's asking to see your your commercial songwriting degree when you're trying to write songs for people. And um, so I, I graduate, and I'm trying to figure out some way to make a living through music. And I, you know, I recorded some records, and I traveled around performing. And I was kind of um, making my way doing that for a little while. And then uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the company Super Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a fan of Vic Berger, who was uh, creating content uh, independently for Super Deluxe, or exclusively for Super Deluxe. And uh, Super Deluxe produced a, an election special for uh, Vic with Tim Heidecker, uh, where they went to the RNC and the DNC, and they shot like these mini documentaries that were great. And I... Um, uh, recorded an unsolicited theme song for their election special, similar to what I did for The Irishman, only this was successful. They they immediately reached out and said, we love this, can we actually use it as the theme song? Um, it's one of the reasons why I think Vic and Tim have had far more successful careers uh, than Martin Scorsese this past four year, past few years. Um, but they, they used my song, my theme song, and... Um, uh, that kind of got me in the door at Super Deluxe, and I started uh, talking to my producer, who would become my producer at Super Deluxe, about doing more work. And um, it was his idea. He said, uh, Trump's tweets have been especially emo today. Do you think you could turn that into like an early 2000s emo pop punk song? And uh, I definitely went through that sort of phase in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I had a I'm the long Fender Stratocaster in my closet that I hadn't touched in years, so I dusted that old thing off, and I wrote, I turned these tweets into this song very quickly, and um, it was my first time trying to do anything really um, comedic, and, uh, you know, it did well, and we did a couple more of those, and then eventually I asked, maybe we can start doing, um, like, a video element. Uh, I would take Trump's speeches and turn them into songs, and I did Alex Jones' rants and turn those into songs. And that was kind of, you know, how I made a living for a few years before they shut down. And it was really just something I accidentally fell into. It wasn't anything I pursued. I never uh, viewed myself as a a comedian, although I've always loved comedy. And uh, it's just I I really had uh, a lot of imposter syndrome because I was behind the scenes. My face wasn't attached and it was really just a day job. And when I when they shut down, I really didn't know what the next move was. Um, because it was a very, you know, particular niche career I'd kind of carved out for myself. And I kind of, uh, meandered for a little while before I started, uh, just songs on the computer on Twitter. Um, as a, I'll give you a chance to, to step in if you'd like. I realize it's a very long answer. I'm not sure if I've. No, uh, but it's actually fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm super curious about how exactly that came about because I, I first discovered you actually not even because someone shared the Alex Jones parody video, but because Alex Jones himself brought it up on his uh, program. And yeah. I, I want to ask you oh, about, wow. yeah. about that in a second, but I was so curious, how does someone like this come about who is both, uh, and you know, this might be a bit of a, uh, a circle jerk here, but how does someone come about who's actually comedically talented and uh, musically talented, combine those forces into becoming this kind of like internet phenomenon thing? Uh, I was curious, like, so was it the super deluxe that kind of evolved you creatively in, in that direction? Um, I definitely think I cut my teeth quite a bit at super deluxe. I'd already kind of prided myself on um, being a bit of a musical chameleon, just because I feel like it's a lot of what my favorite artists do and have done. Um, I really love like how a band like Ween um, can just like shape shift from album to album, even song to song on albums. And then I look back, a lot of my favorite artists, the the Beatles, you know, did that a, a ton. And uh, you know, Bob Dylan was doing that to an extent with his albums. Paul Simon, um, you know. Uh, uh, Tom Waits, Leonard Cohen, I just forgot every artist that I appreciate for a moment. Um, uh, Peter Gabriel, he's a, uh, David Byrne. Um, so uh, I, uh, yeah, when they, when I had basically pitched myself as like, like I, I strive to be somewhat of a musical shapeshifter. So if you guys have any like specific genre type work and I always approach those super deluxe songs from the musical angle first and uh, always wanted it to be a really uh, catchy, well-produced song first and foremost. And I think I've learned over time that that kind of helps 
enhance the comedy. There's obviously a lot of great musical comedians, but I think in, especially in like sketch comedy, a lot of times the music is just good enough to get the joke across. And um, I think I might have fl- I, I I try to flip that a little bit, whereas like I don't think the joke is worth telling unless it's something that's going to get stuck in your head and sounds really well done is kind of my goal. And yeah, I did that for years at Super Deluxe and I had a really hard time when they shut down figuring out how to keep doing it mainly because, you know, it was my job. I was getting paid to do it and it's really hard to keep doing something for free after you've been getting paid to do it. And uh, like, you know, combing through hours and hours of Alex Jones rants and (laughs) Donald Trump speeches like is pretty poisonous to the brain and it wasn't something that i was like very excited to do um, were you familiar with you know, alex jones before you did it yeah 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 i mean i was familiar enough i uh but you know i think everything i think it's interesting to see how things would have went had i not started working at super deluxe in 2016 because i definitely felt like um you know current events and the political landscape were very much the far right were under a microscope because like i was turning into turning them into songs and like and then it kind of became the snake snake eating its own tail because it then it started influencing my non-comedy music it was just a reaction all this insanity and um and yeah i don't know if that would have happened anyways even if i wasn't working at super deluxe just because that whole you know pretty much since you know, 2015, 2016, everything is just seems to have gotten exponentially more insane. And I don't know if that's just because that's around the time I started paying attention, but I think it's kind of undeniable that there was uh, some very big things that uh, happened around that time. Um, Tell me about... Um, but yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, oh, you go ahead. Okay, well, I was going to ask. Um, so with the Alex Jones track, uh, you have to rifle through tons of Alex Jones quotes uh, is the process that did? How do you make it work musically? Did did you have to kind of like order them, sequence them, uh, and then yeah. think of a melody? Like, how did that come about? It's really funny because when I was doing those super deluxe songs, I would spend like I would have to carve out a week to do the quote unquote research, which is just act watching Infowars and jotting down um good what I think would be a good song lyric. And, you know, when it was all said and done, I would have like 10 to 15 pages of a Google Doc of just one-liners with the with the, uh, with the link and with the timestamp or whatever. And, like, that was always awful. It always took forever. And I always found that the actual, like, songwriting always happened so quickly for whatever reason. Like, it was never the difficult part. Um, it was a lot like puzzle making and that, like, I mean, I remember printing off you know, all these sheets of paper and putting them down and like finding, you know, it's like, okay, there are, there's a very clear couple, you know, usually I will try to lead with like an, an insanely ridiculous phrase. So there's a lot of clear contenders for the first line because even before I got into Super Deluxe, you know, uh, when I was studying songwriter, they, they talk about the importance of the first line and that's, you know, that's where you're pulling people in. So, um, you find this first line that usually just is some absurd, ridiculous statement. And then it's kind of from there, it's just like, okay, now I need to find something that ends in a similar uh, rhyme scheme that has a similar amount of syllables, cadence, whatever. And from there, like I said, it was just kind of like connect the dots and it usually moved pretty quickly because I'm working with a finite amount of material. The worst part was when I've exhausted material that i had and then i realized i had to go back and watch god knows how many more hours of alex jones I'm or whoever so to to find that missing you know line or word or whatever and it yeah it was it was a it was a headache for sure so, so when that video goes ridiculously viral um what did you think when alex jones actually came out and was like i love this yeah it was like you know, his initial thing was like, I want a whole album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt like I, I kind of saw through that. And that was like his, like, you know, like, what's the meme of the the, the happy face over that, this, the mad face? Like, it's like he, that's, he puts on that <laughs> look to like, and um, I was ready to go. And I was like, yeah, let's do another one. And let's just make it like 10 times meaner. 
and you know cut a little deeper and Superlock was kind of like I think we're just going to leave Alex Jones alone like he's <laughs> he's kind of unhinged and uh we maybe don't want his attention and so yeah that that was pretty much the end of that and I think they probably were right, right in the long run about that his you know uh I, I got some very passive aggressive harassment from that where people were kind of reaching out and saying things like Thank you so much for joining the InfoWars movement. Oh, You've, wow. You're reaching so many people. Like, and they, like, it's crazy. Like, the comments on that video really, like, almost, I don't know, 90% it feels like are, like, Alex Jones fans. And they're always like, where's the lie? Everything, every word is true. Everything's <laughs> And he's singing about literal vampire pot belly goblins and people with green looking shit hiding on the rocks. And it's like, what do you mean, where's the lie? And, but, like, I get like you know it's the by far the most viral video on my page, and uh, I get a lot of notifications of people saying things like that. Like this, there's this is so true. He's been proven right. Everything here is true. But I sort of in my head like it like messes with my. Whenever I hear someone like be like, no one believes that guy. There there can't be a fan of that guy. It's like kind of like pulls me back to reality. I'm like oh thank God there are rational people that like hear these things and don't think that this guy is some sort of like truth teller very bizarre did the uh the viral pot bellies kind of stuff play into the kind of aesthetic that you eventually started having with like you know goblins <laughs> and grandma in the basement and stuff like that i don't think maybe subconsciously but not intentionally for sure okay how about the um the pizzagate song like to get into that yeah. did, did you start did they ask you to research like Mike Serenovich? Uh, Cause I know him and Vic Berger are obviously big enemies. Uh, was it, yeah. did you want to actually tackle the whole conspiracy and how it was actually driving people to violence and stuff like that? Yeah, so that's a rare example of a song. I didn't actually do that for super deluxe. I tried to sell it to super deluxe and they weren't interested in it. Cause they just thought it was too fringe, which it probably mm. was. Um, but that was an example of something that I just was so uh, worked up about. And, like, um, felt like, uh, I don't know, obviously it kind of just started as, like, let's take all the worst uh, perpetrators of this Pizzagate conspiracy theory and put them in a supergroup, like the Traveling Wilburys. And that was just a jumping off point. And I think, you know, that was also around the same time that Vic was feuding with Mike Cernovich, and it was just infuriating. The, this dude, like, who was just, like, such a loser, but it's just so adamant that he is, like, not. That he is most badass, the most successful, most smart. It's just, like, it's really hard, very hard to not make fun of that person. And I think, you know, most of the people I go after have that in common, generally. Except for maybe Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Did you find there was a big pushback from that, from the Pizzagate crowd at all? Because like, I know that they can be pretty intense online. Yeah, you know, nothing nothing too crazy. I did have I had one crazy dude um go after me cuz of boat parade. Um like and I I kind of like t tweeted the screenshots back and forth for a while. Um from these emails of this like it was this really unhinged person that basically was saying you're going to reap what you sow on election night. You you know, every word under the sun and uh I just said back boat parade. <laughs> then they added my name to like a bunch of just like gay porn. So I, I was getting spammed by pornography in my Gmail. And he basically said something like, how did you like that? And I just said back boat parade. <laughs> and, and, and then I got a phone call from the guy uh, where he basically threatened to come uh, murder me and my family. Oh, so, Jesus. And that, then, then it got turn. to the point where it's like, okay, maybe I don't, debate with these guys yeah yeah there's it doesn't sound like there's a lot to be gained <laughs> someone who yeah. thinks that first uh gay porn is a weapon that you were just gonna be like ah, yeah, right. I, I am vanquished <laughs> how could you um so uh, another song obviously i wanted to ask you quite a bit about um dan bongino the one that 
no one can get out of their heads. I play it on my streams seldomly now, but we used to play it all the time because it's one of those yeah. things that when I play it, everyone in chat will just fill the chat with, oh, thanks. Now I'm going to have this in my head for the next like three weeks kind of thing, right? Um, but it's unbelievably infectious. It's it's really fun. Uh, and now that I know that you have a background in like commercial uh, music design, that probably makes a little bit of sense because it's very catchy too. Um, so what brought that on? What 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 started the Dan Bongino saga? Yeah, so like I was, uh, I, I, I kind of mentioned when Super, Super Deluxe shut down in 2018, and I used that time probably for the next year to focus on this album, Swords, that I released. It's a non comedy album. And then by the time 2020 came, um, you know, I'd just done this album full of songs that were very sort of uh, reactionary to do like the Trump administration. And uh, I was very adamant that I was the next project I was going to do was going to be fun and uplifting and happy, and it was just going to kind of push all the you know awful state of the world aside. And then 2020 happened, and it became very difficult to um, be optimistic about anything. And even though it wasn't like this intentional thing, I feel like uh, songs on the computer ended up being a way to keep writing about the same horrible things but have fun doing it and make people happy rather than bum everybody out but like so so when super deluxe um went under i really didn't know what my next move was i kept i kind of mentioned how like it was very difficult continuing doing that work for free but i would still occasionally do really short like 20 seconds a minute long like emo trump videos and uh, maybe did a couple short Alex Jones videos that were mildly successful, but um, there was this uh, the day that Trump did the the cognitive test, and he was talking about the person, woman, man, camera over and over again. I was like, okay, I maybe could turn this to a song, and I sat down and I started on it, and I just was so bored and angry, and just like I'm so over doing this, I'm so over Trump. This is so. And this, you know, and it was repetitive. I just like, I was like, I'm, I, I think this is a nail in the coffin. I'm, I'm done with this. And uh, my buddy John, who plays saxophone in my band, had mentioned uh, I'd vented to him that, uh, or I'd tweeted about Chrissy Teigen unfollowing me that week. <laughs> and he was like, Why don't you write a song about Chrissy Teigen and un- following you? And so I did that rather than write this little emo Trump thing. And um, just immediately, it was, you know, it did. So much better than all the other things, little, you know, uh, emo Trump type things that I had been doing, and people seemed to really enjoy it. My followers grew quite a bit, and it was just sort of a green light to keep doing things like that. And um, it kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I wrote this really quickly, and people really enjoyed it. So any days where I have like, you know, a break in my schedule. I'm just going to wake up, I'm going to see what's going on in the world, look at Twitter trending or whatever, and I'm going to write a song, I'm going to post it that night. And so, I want to be at the RNC, finally got back around to that. <laughs> um, I uh, woke up that morning, I knew I was going to write a song that day, and it was the first day of the RNC, and it was trending. And, um, like, you know, the whole whole sort of songs of the computer approach is just, like, go with the first instinct and not second guess anything, because... Record Swords I did was like, you know, a three or four year, um, you know, I, I some songs like it took that long to write them. Whereas like I would write a verse one day and then I would pick at it for weeks and then I would change some stuff and rework the instrumentation. And this really was just an exercise to go with my gut instinct and see how um, people react to it. So I, I started writing this thing about rnc and you know it could have been anybody but dan bongino just seemed to be the right amount of syllables i don't i don't, can't remember who else oh wow i tried it wasn't that's it, the origin story it, yeah there was no no one no reason in particular i actually remember talking to john who i mentioned a moment ago and was like what do you think of dan bongino he's like i have no idea who that is and i made that song <laughs> it's been by far one of the most successful things i've done in the last few years and um I was convinced that no one knew who Dan Bongino was that I picked, but I was like, oh, it's just too perfect, The the how it flows. Uh, there wasn't, like, another, like, macho right-wing uh, figure that I could really think of that, that fit that same 
uh, uh, syllables, I guess, really what it comes down to. And then, you know, I kind of exhausted anything I could say about, see about, sing about the RNC. And it kind of just became at that point looking around my basement and trying to find what tools I had at my disposal. And it's like, okay, I have this random toilet with an American flag hanging up. I could do something with that. And here's this very creepy looking staircase. I can do something with that. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it, like I said, I was moving so quickly. I started writing it that morning and I posted it that night and it somehow just timed, like it posted the moment that Don Jr. was giving his speech and he was just red faced <laughs> and like very similar energy to me in that song. And I think that it was just like one of those, like the planets aligned and, uh, it hit the right people at the right time. Has Dan ever acknowledged it? Does he know it exists? Do you know if that's ever reached all the way? Yeah, so uh, n- no as of – okay, so no official like proof that he has seen it until – try not to tease. Yes, he did see it, I think, the other day, but oh. um, he, he, he initially did not acknowledge it, but – um, it was flagged as sensitive material, and it still is to this day, which means, like, if someone retweets it, it won't show up in certain people's profiles. And, like, if you go to check the quote tweets, it won't show you. And I'm certain I've read things about Dan Bongino allegedly having these, like, massive bot farms or whatever. And I'm thinking that he, like, mass uh, reported that tweet. And that's, you Interesting. know, my own conspiracy theory. That's all the evidence I had that he, because he did not acknowledge it until the other day. I made a message, I made a video on YouTube called "The Message to Dan Bongino," where I was inviting him to come to my show in New York City, and um, I tweeted it, and I basically said, "Will you guys make sure Dan Bongino sees this?" And some reporter at the Washington Post retweeted it, and Dan Bongino tweeted that guy and said, uh, basically, I don't remember what he said, but he was making fun of Washington Post, and he was like, wow, this is the priorities of the Washington Post sharing this very critical <laughs> message with me. So he definitely saw it, which is satisfying. That is incredibly satisfying. Um, do you ever, like, I don't know, I guess from your perspective, it might be uh, a little bit different, but for people who were, like, really invested in the Bernie Sanders campaign and everything that was going on, I'm talking about the second run, uh, the more recent one, you were kind of a critical part of internet culture around that time uh, for like, you know, I'm just saying this as someone who would like watch a lot of media and you would be like someone whose videos were constantly shared and you were obviously kind of associated with like progressive movements. Did you ever get a feeling that you had kind of been pigeonholed into that based on the fact that people would both be like, hey, uh, we're so happy about Bernie winning. Check out the Jam- Dan Bongino song. Check out this. Like, did you ever get a, a sense for that in, in, on the other side? I don't know and it's funny because i don't really know how that came about you know like i didn't like i'd be interested in your interpretation of why that why it resonated i mean obviously like i feel like i'm very like-minded but i didn't really do i don't think bernie sanders ever even appears in anything yeah not at uh, all no you're totally right there it's it's all very anti everything on the right and not very pro anything because really truly i'm not i'm not the most intelligent when it comes to like having you know the you know these very specific ideas of the right way to fix things i just can look at the very blatantly wrong way and um yeah i do i mean it's it was really tricky uh doing this in 2020 and then trying to find a way to keep doing it in 2021 even to day um just because like you know it was so in your face all the time mm-hmm. uh and it, things are not significantly better but it's like just more subtle i guess mm-hmm. i'm also a dad now you know so i'm like way busier and have like real life responsibilities and no huge congrats um thank you yeah Yeah, I mean, from my side, I think it's one of those things where people just like, um, you know, 
something that makes them feel wholesome, I guess would be the best way I could describe it, right? Like, in, in addition to everything else that was happening, it would be like, okay, we got to watch all this really, like, messed up stuff that, you know, is happening with Trump and the riots and the protests, and then we got to watch something else like this. And now let's uh, interject this all with another Nick Let's Go song, and then everyone will be like, oh, you know, I love this guy. This is so great. And then I guess that kind of is how it got woven into the whole kind of, uh, polit- like, political side of the internet is the best way I could describe it. I... Yeah, so yeah, Chad is saying yeah, your, I mean, your songs were a release valve for us. That's that's what I think it was. Nice. Well, that's nice to hear. I think you know it might just. I think a lot of it probably comes from, um, you know, and not to come full circle, but like Vic uh, Berger, um, is kind of who uh, discovered me in a way, I guess, and. Uh, know early on his his retweets were very detrimental in the success and like so he's retweet and he was an avid bernie supporter democratic socialist and uh i think it was getting pushed into those channels Mm -hmm. directly um you know you know how the internet works and then those people can share with their friends and share with their friends so so uh, it is interesting that it didn't happen the opposite way with uh, with Alex Jones and his people. That's so true. Um, all right. So taking politics aside, apolitical, uh, can we talk about both Gremlins and Halloween uh, for two seconds? Yeah. One, what started the whole Gremlins thing? What brought it about? What made you want to take on directing, writing, starring in Gremlins 3 and uh, incorporate so many of the themes, I guess, from uh, the original films into your music? Yeah, you know, really, I think with the Gremlins films, I saw a demand that has been met. It's been over 31 years without a single Gremlin film in theaters, and I've been the only one brave enough to stand up and bring it to the people. And in doing so, I've been stifled and I've been, you know, censored and canceled and so, you know, the the more they fight against me, the more, the harder I fight back, which is why uh, I feel like I'm speaking uh, exponentially more frequently about uh, Gremlins films. And um, uh, they they deserve their spot in pop culture, and it's unfair to uh, what Steven Spielberg has done is frankly disgusting. That he has, um, you know, there was a there was a six year precedent between Gremlins one and Gremlins two from uh, nineteen. 19- uh, 84 in 1990 and if you follow that six year precedent we should have this year or last year we would have had eight Gremlins films so Steve Spielberg has essentially murdered six Gremlin films and he's going to continue doing so until someone with enough clout stands up to him and that's what I'm attempting to do but I realize he has a lot of friends in high places and um, uh, I'm actually speaking of friends in high places did I tell you that I'm uh, debating the president in washington dc i saw that and apparently according because i'm not american i'm canadian so i didn't know this but according to the constitution if he refuses to show up to that debate that you had proposed you become the president of the united states exactly yes and and that's in the constitution yeah really simple yeah it's it's i believe it's in the first amendment it says if 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 a sitting president is challenged to debate the president does not uh, show up to the debate that citizen automatically becomes the new president of the united states that's incredible and, and do you yeah. have updates on this? Has he has he given you any kind of communication? Will he send in oh, like an avatar or but something? I'm fairly certain he'll be there, or because he, I don't think he can live with the shame of simply not showing up and you know having the the presidency swept from him that easily. So I know he's not going to go down with the fight. He's going to come. He's going to bring his A game, but his A game isn't enough because he doesn't have the answers to the questions that I am going to ask. Are you, are you allowed and, to give us a preview of any of the questions? Like, what what are some of the hard pressers? Well, you know, I don't want, in case he's watching, I don't want to, you know, fully he usually my, is. Uh, yeah. But I, I do, I will say, uh, I've been very uh, vocal about this. I'm going to ask him what is his explanation for why there has been, uh, there hasn't been a Gremlin film in theaters <laughs> for 31 years. Um, there, is, the number one film on YouTube is Gremlins 3, Dawn of Desmond. There are Gremlins films out there. Why? What is the reason? What are they trying to hide? And what is the what is the purpose? So that's one of the first things I'll ask him. And uh, another things another thing I want to talk to him is how much money has Christopher Lloyd donated to his campaign, and is there any sort of connection to Christopher Lloyd replacing me in the Spirit Halloween film? 
and um, and I'm going to have receipts. I'm going to come prepared. I'm fully prepared to have this debate. It's July 3rd at the Union stage. It's the night before the – it's going to be – a lot of people are calling this the new Independence Day. So <laughs> July 4th will be called uh, – frankly, it'll just be called July 4th. It won't be the 4th of July, but July 3rd will be the new Independence Day because it is when I will – Stand up the tyranny. I'll debate Joe Biden. Also, my band will be there. We'll be playing songs. You get tickets at nicklesco.com. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have my Webby, the merch booth. If you want to get take your picture with Webby, you're welcome to come see Webby after the show. I'll be hanging out and saying hello to everyone. But you don't want to miss if you're in the D.C. area. You don't want to miss it because it's going to be a historic event. And um, uh, you can see history. You can either see me become president. You know, if he doesn't show up that night, I automatically become the new president. So that's historic. And it's equally historic if he does show because it'll be the first debate between Joe Biden as president and a and a citizen. And um, it is my opinion that he is not going to be able to stand his ground against me. And uh, the next day he will, or maybe even that night, he will either resign in shame, or uh, I don't know, I don't want to speculate too much, but I think it's highly likely that I will become president of the United States. That's incredible. So where can people find uh, tickets to that event again? NickLutzko.com. And um, I'm going to be playing at, in the at the Bowery Ballroom in New York City a few nights earlier, June 29th. And are you I'm also going to challenge a second debate with the president? Or is the rules work out that if you challenged Kamala Harris to a debate, can you also become the vice president before you become the president? Like kind of like a, a hopscotch thing? I'm honestly, I'm not a constitutionalist. I, 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 you know, I haven't studied it. I know enough. I've, you know, it, I think we read it in fifth grade or something. So I remember the bit about debate i can't remember how it gets into the vice presidency in new york city it's going to mainly just be music although i will be each it's a three it's a it's the webby world tour is what we're calling it. we're traveling all over the world with webby uh to nashville new york city and washington dc and in uh i'll be giving my my speech my acceptance speech each night we're going to kick things off june 25th in nashville and then june 29th in new york city and then it's leading up to the crescendo of july 3rd at union stage in Washington, D.C. That's incredibly exciting. Um, in the event that uh, the president does not show up at what I'm sure most people are calling 1776 Part 2, uh, will you then uh, assume the throne on stage in the middle of the set? I would be happy to, yes. Um, you know, uh, I'll give him some time. You know, I'm not going to... I'll start... Um, uh, the evening, and if he's not there, you know, say we go on at nine. If he's not there at nine oh one, I'll give him till maybe ten thirty. If he's not at ten thirty, I think uh, safe to assume. You no, know, it's safe to say that I'm I'm the president. And then, you know, I'm not going to do my inauguration right then and there. We're gonna we're gonna go home. We're gonna uh, you know we're gonna plan. We'll have an official inauguration probably on my Patreon. That's exciting. Do do you have a platform prepared for what uh, a Nick Lesko presidency would entail? Mostly, um, uh. On new Gremlin films in theaters for the next 100 years is my first first proclamation that Guaranteed. I'll make. Would you enshrine that in the Constitution? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, um, I, I, the short answer is yes. Um, I don't think uh, there's a lot of – I, I think we're going to do away with the old Constitution entirely and probably start a new Constitution. That all right. Constitution 2. Um, exactly, yes. The sequel. I didn't know that. And, and how would you change the Constitution? Um, I don't know. There'll be a lot of, uh, you know, a lot about, there'll be a, a, a good bit in there about gremlins. There'll probably be a good bit about how no one can play me in any franchise, especially the spirit Halloween franchise. Um, uh, Christopher Lloyd will probably, uh, face trial for his crimes. <laughs> and as well, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, uh, Morgan and Morgan. Uh, it's a long list of people who have wronged me and that's going to, probably be dealt with first and foremost also in planning to uh make all crime illegal all crime will be illegal for the first time including murder yes wow that i mean that sounds a lot better than the current system we have now to say the very least yeah i call it common sense and it's just a lot of things I've, i've observed over time and uh you know i never really wanted to be president of the united states it just sort of happened this way i feel like uh, Joe Biden has continuously he's bullied me. Essentially, he didn't let me play 
at his inauguration. He did not. He denied my constitutional my constitutional right to free speech by not letting me play at his inauguration. So that was strike one. And then he tried to take everyone's meat. That was strike two. And now he, you know, him and uh, Lloyd and Spielberg and all the fat cats are essentially colluding against me to keep Gremlins three out of theaters. So it's time for someone. I, you know, I don't didn't. I guess it has to be me because no one else is is um, is doing the right thing. So, do you have like a Mogwai uh, feeding policy? Like, would you accept whether or not people were allowed? That's, to that's another thing that will go on my. Uh, uh, Constitution is I'm doing away with Mogwai's entirely. Entirely. Um, I've learned that uh, fans of Gremlins films, they fast forward through Mogwai. They're not, you know, when they were little kids, they probably appreciated it. But now that we're grown adults, we don't have time for that sort of thing. We're more into Gremlins and, frankly, Gremlin human hybrids. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're doing away with Giz- Gizmo. Is, is passed away. Sadly, as many of you already know, uh, so we're going to be focusing on Desmond, Gremlin Man, other Gremlin human hybrids moving forward with the franchise. Do you think you'll start a new department uh, related to Gremlins within the United States to be able to handle this? Because it, it does seem like a lot to take on. I, um, just because of um, how corrupt I feel like uh, I've been, how, how how I've been treated and how corrupt the systems I've seen, I don't really trust I don't think I think all it'll be a one man show essentially. I'll be running most. There won't be any departments. It'll basically just be me in the White House, and um, you know I might have people over for dinner or whatever. But other otherwise, it's just gonna be me. Do you have any allies in Hollywood, or are they all out to get you? Michael Winslow from the Police Academy movies. Are you familiar with him? I, I am. Yes, he's a fan. Um, so there's Michael Winslow. And honestly, that's pretty much it. It's just Michael Winslow. <laughs> I understand uh, your struggle now, because ultimately that does sound pretty lonely. To have like the sum total of the entire world of entertainment against you, with the exception being Michael Winslow. That, right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't wish that I will anyone. be announcing my vice president and during my inauguration on Patreon. Where, where so. can people find Patreon? It's patreon.com slash Nick Lutzko. And obviously it's, you know, inauguration pending on Biden's resignation or whatever. Um, but we're, you know, uh, we celebrate Halloween's every month that has a 31st and there will be a Halloween in July. Uh, so the end of that month, we're going to have a, we have Zoom parties where we play music and um, we'll also be, uh, you know, uh, uh, announcing, we'll be putting a lot of these uh, things we've been talking about, just getting them out clearly and you know there will be probably will reveal the new constitution new uh uh national anthem new vice president all that have you already written the new national anthem um no comment ah fair enough fair enough yeah don't don't want to show all your cards you know before the the big event yeah obviously biden could use that against you as well because exactly yeah and i know he's watching i know i'm sure he watches your show he does he does. He's he said before. He's 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 kind of a hate watcher slash sometimes fan. It depends on. Does he comment? Uh, no, he doesn't. He, well, I think he does under a, a an alt name. You know, when when I see like you know, uh, Big J uh, sixty nine, I'm usually like that's probably that's probably him. I assume because it's usually right, like right, right, right. it's usually like the president is doing a great job. Says Big J sixty nine, and I'm like, okay, well that makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably him. I, I can see someone else taking the time to do that. Um, oh, one, one last thing I want to ask you. When you're playing these live shows, uh, obviously you have your own music on top of everything else. Is it, um, yeah. is it fun doing the live experience where you incorporate everything from, from the internet into uh, the, the live world? Obviously people are there, I'm sure, to hear a lot of the, the oh, yeah. YouTube hits. And, but, but also, is it like I watched that, that, uh, that live show uh, ad that you made in its entirety. And again, everyone should go buy tickets at nicolesco.com to go uh, enjoy that experience live. But is it, is it, um, is it one of those things where it like, it's very interactive. Everyone knows a lot of the, the, the anthems and stuff. And, and how does it really blend into like a, a you know, a, a rock experience? Yeah, we did the two shows. We had two uh, shows in Chicago. I was going to say two sold out shows, but the second night was like 30 tickets shy of selling out. Um, I would, uh, you know, I, maybe I should just say two sold out shows, but then I'm going to get, uh, you know, Joe Biden at my door and uh, arresting me for slander. I have to be very careful with, you know, 
how I talk and be very truthful, very honest. So, um, but we, we played these two shows and, uh, it was, it was, um, uh, remarkable. It was unbelievable. Everyone was singing along to all the songs. Uh, you know, it was something that was like, I had no intention of ever playing these songs live when I started writing them. And, you know, I did the vinyl campaigns and like, that was the first indication of, oh, wow, there are people in real life that like are willing to spend money on these so and we sold the most final Chicago. So I reached out to some Chicago venues, and then uh, you know after the first show sold out, second show sold out, moved to the bigger venue, added a second night. Um, it was just a very clear indication that, uh, as you'd said previously, I think that songs had been somewhat of a release valve for a lot of people. And um, yeah, it was great, and it, it was very cool. Um, there was a lot of concern, wondering how comedy songs will uh play alongside my other stuff and it was very cool to see that there was really no ebb and flow f- from the crowd interaction there was just people singing and screaming along for almost all the night and there really wasn't a low moment it was just a really really incredible thing and it's so much fun playing these these songs it was it was tricky you know trying to figure out how to take these internet songs that I wrote by myself with no intention of playing live and figure out how to make it an inter- entertaining a song in a rock show uh format and i think it works and you know we we have like a two hour long set actually i think we have closer to two and a half hours of material and the goal was kind of to cut it down to an hour maybe an hour and a half but it's just like there's the songs are so fun to play and the people were so into them as we we're playing them and it's very difficult to stop we just want to keep going and going that's incredible how much of the concert do you think will be taken up by the debate do you think it's going to eat into your time? I, I, you know, I don't know. I think we'll we'll play, you know, the the two hours or whatever we have allotted, no matter what. And um, uh, I predict that I'm going to ask one question, and Biden is going to run away with his tail between his legs. <laughs> um, I don't think he has the uh, mental aptitude to go toe to toe with me. I mean, no disrespect, but it's just an observation I've had and a prediction that I have. I think it's a fair prediction. Um. Would I be able to, at this time, request to hear a little of said live music? Of course. And um, I heard you have a particular song you'd like to hear. I do, and also the audience wanted to to request a song as well. Um, All right, which one are we doing first? Uh, it's up to you. I, this, uh, I'll do, this. Uh, do you want to reveal which song you request, or do you just want me to go into it? Uh, I, I said that my favorite track of yours is the third Spirit of Halloween song. Spirit Halloween Planet, which, by the way, uh, after I wrote this song, we we uh, started a Discord called Spirit Ho- Spirit or sorry, sorry, called Halloween Planet. Halloween Planet. And uh, if anyone know, I don't know how to tell people to go to Discord. <laughs> slash, uh, oh, you just cut out for a second there. Plus. Oh no, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Things are getting weird. I, I'm back. I oh, think I'm back. back. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me? I, I can. Yeah, that was the worst possible timing. Although your video just cut out. Oh, video's coming back. No, and, what and happened is I was trying to find the link to the Discord and I exited out. I didn't realize you, you couldn't open to Discord. So I don't know. Just try just try various discord.com slash Halloween planet, discord.com slash Nick Let's Go. Just try various iterations until it um it works if you're interested in checking out the Discord because I don't know what it's called. All right. Did I just live through the apocalypse? Is there any sense in pretending things might be okay again? If I had to guess if there was any way out of this, I'd say, why not shut it all down and build it back right? Cause all I wanna see is spirit Halloween in every single store on every single street. Make a global proclamation to see the shining sea. Was Beetlejuice is president and I can be the king. Why not make what's left of the planet for spirit Change every day to the 31st and never ending year of October. Peter, this will be president and name only and 
spirit Halloween. Change the ending of Titanic when the ship begins to sink. How Beetle just pop out with a banner in the sea. This is the theme for spirit Halloween. Change the Hollywood sign to spirit Halloween. Turn my rush more in the skeletons, but also include me. Would it be a better place than if Grandma disagreed? Hey, chat, fill, fill the chat with claps. That's unbelievable. Sounds even better acoustically. Sounds even better live. Unreal. Thank you. Appreciate Unreal. it, man. Oh, that's so good. Um, before we get to a, a chat request, do you have any songs that you particularly love to play that you wanted to? Um, There's a song. It you know I don't know if you know this one. It's a weirder one. It's called the number one hit on country radio. That's one that I really enjoy. Please. Blank. You ever heard that one? No, I haven't actually. All right, I'll play it for you. It's uh, this is me trying to get on country radio, but it didn't work surprisingly. I want a number one hit on country radio. I want to sing at the rodeo. I want to drive an old dirt road until the cows come home. Oh 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 oh. I want to do it, do it. I found the button, and also I was like, "It's also as soon as you started playing it, it's like, oh yeah, I know the song. <laughs> it's the one about the tunnels, the men in tunnels." Yes, yes, yes. A uh, lot of lot of requests right now for um, 
uh, Boat Parade. A lot of people asking. Or Straight Jacket. Nick Jr. also is being heavily requested. Brendan Fraser is back, uh, is being requested as well. Obviously, it's... Uh, uh, oh, I'm a persecuted man as well. Obviously, uh, you know it's it's up to the artist. I I have yeah. no idea which which. I of will those. say um, I'm in the middle of recording. I'm going to be up very late tonight. I'm recording a new song, which I'll be posting hopefully sometime tomorrow. Um, as advertised on my Twitter, I saw that they're turning the the Joker film into a musical. The yeah, new jo- their Joker two is going to be a musical. So I'm taking it upon myself to uh, write the music for that film. The theme song I'm, or everything? I'm going to write all the music, but I'm just going to start with one song because they have they just announced it. I'm sure they haven't written any songs yet. I'm, so I'm hoping I can get this. I'm trying to get it out as quickly as I can so I'll be hired to write the rest of the songs, um, which I'm fairly certain will happen. Hell yeah. And uh, so all that to say, I won't play Boat Parade because I need my voice to to. Very record. fair. Very fair. Um, so that said... Uh, you said a uh, persecuted man. It's my newest one. That thing that seems relevant. I'm dressed. I'm dressed. You know, it's the Webby World Tour, and I'm I'm not going to be playing persecuted man. It's too fresh. The band hasn't learned it yet. Um, my saxophone player uh, busted his lip, oh, and no. uh, it, it halted our rehearsals for a little bit. We got a little bit behind schedule, so I'll play this song because you will not be seeing it in D.C. July 3rd, New York City, June 29th. Uh, or Nashville, Tennessee, June 25th, but you still can get tickets. Uh, Where can people get tickets Nick Lutz- again? com. Ah, okay. All right, guys, this is uh, I'm a Persecuted Man. I tried to get Twitter verified. They denied my request in 120 seconds. I tried to politely invite them on Tina to my show, but it won't address the message. I tried to do what's right for the Grimly franchise Every day of my life and what do I get in return? Burned I am a persecuted man Christopher Lloyd, how dare you? I am a persecuted man I thought you were my brother but you're just like all the others I am a persecuted man Christopher Lloyd, how can you do? okay on the the vocal cords yeah yeah it's really you know if i can you know i keep it under 10 seconds but boat parade that's a good you know minute screams visceral screams so <laughs> um i obviously like i uh i didn't know that you were recording the official joker uh 2 soundtrack so uh, yeah. i i don't want to i don't want to pull your your vocal cords too far uh do, do you still have time for like one more i i would love to play one more okay um chat you can you can sound off right now. Uh, I think a lot of people were asking for Alex Jones, uh, Nick Jr., um, Donald Trump's ass, uh, Biden meat, uh, Donald's ass. Um, I think uh, Alex Jones makes sense for uh, all right the vocal cords. All right, everyone. This is the official encore. Nit, let's go. You can find tickets at www.nitletsgo.com. If you want to go attend these shows live and see this in front of you, you it, it'll be better. It's not even the parasocial thing anymore. This, like, what you see before you right here, he will literally be in front of you. You will be able to taste the sweat. It'll be incredible. Hey, thanks so much for having me, dude. It's uh, It's been a true pleasure. 
And I hope, uh, as as you just stated, I hope I'll see you all in one of these cities on the Webby World Tour. Of course, you can get your picture taken with Webby at the merch booth, um, which probably will be worth a lot of money one day. So, you ever going to come to Canada? Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. Am I going to go to Canada? Was that the question? Yeah, you ever going to tour in Canada? Do you think? I would love to go anywhere. Like the only places I get to book me were Chicago, Nashville. Washington, D.C., and New York City. Oh, let's talk behind uh, the scenes. I might be able to make that we'll happen. We'll talk behind the scenes. I'd love to come to Canada. We're trying to figure out how we can get to the West Coast. There's a lot of places we want to go. But for right now, we're you know taking this Webby to those three cities. So if you're if you're close enough, we'd love to see you. Sounds good. I'm angry. I've had enough of these people. Little bones, Christian murders gone down and giant dead factories keeping babies alive. Selling their body parts. You need to know about these people. I go out and face these scum. They literally crawl out from under rock. They have green-looking skin and run around screaming, "They love Satan. We wanna eat babies." I have them on video. all around future we got recipient winner of this year's webby award one of the biggest talents living today time magazine's human of the century here live performing incredible music unbelievable nick you are an absolute legend and a treasure cannot say uh thank you enough for coming on the show thank you pal i really truly appreciate it it's an honor getting to getting to meet you face to face or i guess screen to screen and um, yeah, let's talk. I'll try to come see you in your hometown of Canada. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll help. I'll Maybe help I'll organize meet, it. I'll probably be up there meeting with Trudeau after I'm inaugurated. Um, That's uh, true. I didn't think about that. Both in two birds with one stone. Oh, that's amazing. Ah, oh, so much love. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Happy trails. Thanks again. Well, that um, recharged the karma or just uh, the state of being, eh? Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm in a great mood right now. I feel wonderful. I, I feel like I've taken drug or something. I feel like I've, I've ingested drug and now I'm on drug. And I'm like, oh, this, this, this feels great. This is wonderful. That was, that was unbelievable. That was so, so good. Fantastic. Um, everybody, you know what you should do? You should go to nickletsco.com. Go buy some tickets. If you're in the area, go buy tickets. Why not? And if not, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go go follow the the musician. Go go get the music. Go 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 do all that kind of stuff. You know. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm super jealous if you get to go see him live. Obviously, because uh, that that was pretty incredible. Um, and yeah, I will. Uh, I'll work to get uh, to get him out uh, out on the on the West Coast in some places. Everybody, can you thank the mods first off for their amazing uh, job keeping us all safe in these uh, trying times? Can you thank Nick for being an unbelievable guest? 
uh, and also the future president of the United States. Uh, I will wait until the debate because I'm pretty sure Biden won't attend. But in the event that that happens, uh, I will be giving my official endorsement. I will withhold it for now until we see what takes place, uh, at which point, yes, I will officially endorse Nick for president. And um, yeah, uh, everybody have uh, an amazing uh, rest of your day. Uh, pet the mods and go, please, go support Nick. www.nickletsgo.com Go uh, buy his merch, buy his CDs, buy his t-shirts, uh, buy his tickets, all that kind of stuff. And I will uh, I will see you all tomorrow. Uh, bye, everybody. Do you enjoy the surfs but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free. Just like the podcast. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we are prepared to embark on a mighty jihad in your name. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble jester, attempting in vain to get you to laugh. To our valiant knights of the round table, Benji Arnie, Tech Tink, Scary Earth Human, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Mayred, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood. It doesn't matter what I believe, it only matters what I can prove. Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Vivian McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Jenna Tao, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevbot, EXE, Brian Ephraim, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Saren42, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Agent NDN, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, La Media Panza, Zach Christensen, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We raise our mugs and salute our brave heroes off to another glorious conquest. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we are prepared to conduct many a human sacrifices in your honor. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble yet incompetent gestures, trying in vain to bring some levity into your life. To our lord, Trevor R., we give you thanks for this meager plot of land for us to toil away our pathetic existence. To our brave knights, Carl Wauer, Tony, DM Rivera, Resident Scarecrow, Sir Nickus, Mayred, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruben Kelly, Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Jenna Tao, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janis, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Saren42, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Agent NDN, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our mighty heroes off to conquest some bread in some far-off land.